Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, you're listening to Animal Party on Cat Life Radio, and I have a special treat for you today. My guest is Laura Cook. She's been on the program before many years ago and done a few different things on here. So today we're having Laura back. I'm going to talk a little bit about allergies and healing and then some other stuff too. So welcome back to the show, Laura. Hi, Deborah. It's so great to be reconnecting with you and um, yeah, talking about what I'm doing now and how it's transformed over the years. Well, when we first met, it was I don't know if you know this, but it was through the Adored Beast Vet Clinic. They referred me to you for customers, humans who were allergic to animals and animals who were allergic to things like grass and cedar. And I was a bit skeptical. I thought, okay, who is this woman? Why am I driving all the way over to the North Shore, which seemed far at the time? And, and uh, how is she going to help with this gizmo she's got here? And why am I collecting hair in Ziploc bags? And how can this <laughs> possibly work? And lo and behold, it completely worked. It not only worked on them, I became less skeptical and got a treatment myself for cat allergy and hay fever and fruit tree blossom allergies. And over time, I mean, I don't even have those allergies anymore. It's amazing, outstanding. I've referred so many people to you. So that was our start, Laura. I know, I don't know if you remember all that. I mean, I don't remember everybody's experiences, but I know, you know, the feedback over the years, it's been 15 years since I started um, working with allergies in the Chinese medicine approach and using an electroacupuncture machine. That's the, the machine that I've been trained with. It's just been, yeah, your experience has been pretty much across the board with my clients over the years. And as we all do, we, you know, my work has transformed and become more inclusive of other other techniques. I am now recognized with the First Nations Health Authority and the Indian Residential School Survivors Society as a healer and medicine holder. So over the years, I've I've just really worked within a lot of different Indigenous communities and they've, you know, just been more receptive than conventional medicine to what I do. And yeah, so now I'm actually an employee. I, I do have my private clinic still, but to help change a lot of perspective and, and help with skepticism, I really was excited to take on a, a, an employee position within the health authority. And so I do my distant healing now as an employee. And okay, so we didn't even explain covered. that. So, okay, so we're talking <laughs> about allergies. And if yeah. you have allergies, bad allergies to animals or to anything, and you really bad allergies to meds, you really want to get some help with this, you can go to Laura still, right? Mm -hmm. At the Way Clinic. So maybe we should tell them how to reach you there. Yeah. So that's my private side. And that's um, the Way Clinic is wayclinic.com. And it's 250-643-3441 or Laura at wayclinic.com. And I use a machine, but I also have trained in techniques to work with allergies through distant work and on the phone, Zoom. That's mainly how I work now. If people did want to see me in person, it's in my main base is in Kelowna, BC. So, okay. So for people listening, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where no. in the world you are. You can pay for a package and Zoom yep. link to Laura and 
you can try to tell her your medical problems, but your body is going to be telling her your medical problems at the same time, which is a really weird thing when you're sitting there telling her, oh, my back hurts. And she's saying, yeah, I can see your ankle has some, and you look down at your ankle and there's something there. You know, I mean, it's really quite astounding. The time I, the, I think it was the fifth time I went for a treatment for allergies and I was taking my kids to, I drove to you during cherry tree blossom season, miserable with the windows closed all the way and all the way there, just, you know, on antihistamines and puffers and just miserable. I used to have to have my eye tear ducts unblocked by a surgeon, you know, because it was so, so bad. It was such an extreme allergic reaction to cherry trees. And you gave me a treatment and it was about halfway home when I realized me and the kids were singing with the windows open. It was like, what? We've got the windows open in spring? Like, how could this even be? So it's remarkable. It's astounding. It's worth checking out. If you've got some kind of problem or your pet does, check it out. So she could do this remotely, which is another strange thing with Laura. It is. uh, is. Okay. So explain that. Explain how the remote work works. Well, I mean, I guess it's about my my abilities that I've been able to work with over the years. Um, And what my neuro psychologists have described it as is it's called event uh, acquired savantism so a savant is is uh, usually autistic and they have a very very heightened skill like a really high memory like really good memory or they can draw from their memory perfectly or they know how to play the piano or some other musical instrument something something kind of astoundingly amazing that they can do right okay yep acquired savantism happens after a brain injury usually and so that's what they describe me as because I was working with a panel of neurologists and over Zoom and I was describing, you know, one girl's sore throat and what was going on in her life. <laughs> and, and, you know, I was, I was describing different um, doctors' issues in, in their body. And, and so over, you know, over a course of 10 um, sessions with these neurologists, they, you know, they, they really analyzed what was going on with me and trying to break it down more and trying to help me with, um, you know, just different symptoms that were going on with uh, my injuries, you know, my post-concussive syndromes. But yeah, I've, I've become highly sensitive to other people and that highly sensitive person uh, thing, HSP, they call it, it, happens a lot. There's a lot of us out there. But for me, you know, I had to understand what was happening. I had to help my body because it was so severe, my sensitivity. I was, um, in the beginning, I had all kinds of stuff. I was getting people's pain in their body. I had carpal tunnel that I, that was in my body that um, I was able to clear with a session and just all these things, all these pains were always happening every time I left my house. So when I started to understand that I was taking on people's energy and their pain, and now I understand that we call it the collective consciousness in our Indigenous medicine practitioners work, we call it, we take on people's energies, right? Collective consciousness. So, but I, I started to understand that more. And then I started to work with healers and training to um, heal what was going on with my body. Because conventional systems, conventional medicine doesn't understand that at all, right? They just, they don't get it. (laughs) But working with alternative medicine people um, and indigenous healers, it's it's a totally understood thing. Yes, when we have an accident, our nervous system, you know, when you have an accident, you know, people say like time slows down. That's something they say, right? Yeah. So that's our sense of time. 
our nervous system has all these different senses. We have a sense of smell, taste, touch, sight, and the sense of time, the sense of hearing. All of those senses, when we go into shock or trauma, they all go into a heightened mode in order to find the threat and respond, right? And so that's kind of what happened to me is I was in an accident and my entire threat system, and this is how it happens with animals as well. So think of a dog going into threat mode, their ears muscles actually open up. So you hear better. Where's the threat coming from? Can we hear it? The eyes actually diverge. They go out at the same time and come back in. That's why people talk about eye pain because their eyes are, their eyes kind of flip out (laughs) when we have an impact. Our sense of time slows down so that we can take everything in better and react better. See, that's strange to me because when I've been in dire situations, it feels to me like the rest of the people are moving too slow. Like nobody's getting it. I'm calling for help. I'm saying call 911. And everybody's like, huh? What? Yeah. 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 So that's what you're talking about? I'm still well, every, everything speed, slows down. Usually. So they slow down. I don't. Down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I go well, into I, like super speed and it's frustrating. Like I can't get the guy to pick up his phone and call 911 because he's just staring at me as I'm saying for the third time, call 911. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But and that's some, what and, that is. Well, some people, my experience of be because I've had six different car accidents, right? I've always been the passenger, so I'm not a bad driver. Just, <laughs> I was gonna I'm, ask I'm just, you. <laughs> I'm just very unlucky. Don't drive me around. Um, <laughs> but my experience was, you know, as that accident is happening, everything slows down, and I'm trying to, you know, brace myself and protect myself. Okay. Um, and after post accidents, I've known, yes, it's hard for me to be in a, like a lot of light. I like to wear my sunglasses. There's a lot of pain in my body, especially in my, like um, my face, my, um, my sensory systems. And that's what it was explained to me through studying neurology and working with uh, psychoneurologists and trauma. And over the years, I've just have this really great understanding of like, okay, when we go through trauma, our sensory system completely opens up. That's a sense of touch as well. So when I had my biggest car accident, which was, I was rear-ended by a semi-truck on the highway. So we'd stopped at the first light right outside my grandmother's house and a semi-truck just kind of drove through us. So that impact knocked me out right away. Um, but my sensory system went into threat response. So my, my sense of feeling was trying to find the threat to respond. So that was extending out of my body. And that's what happens. We can feel like a mother will feel and sense threat around us, right? Like we always have a heightened threat response anyways, when we have our kids, we can sense danger. They've recorded it and monitored it in people. And you can sense like a grizzly bear a thousand meters away you can sense them in your vicinity it's not yeah that's why i i so appreciate dogs because it yes. allows me to not not pay attention because if the <laughs> dogs are quiet there's no grizzly right that's right I, not my job right they hear better they smell better they're more interested <laughs> in the grizzly i don't have to worry it's one thing off my list you know and when i do find myself sleeping somewhere where there's no dogs i don't yeah. sleep well because yeah. now it's yeah. back on my it's my job again you know right yeah. <laughs> okay well we so, have to go to a break but we're going to come back what are we going to talk about when we get back to the break because i know you're in the middle of something but we've got to get to the break let's get on um let's now talk about allergies and how i 
help people with with uh, with their nervous system and what what is that what is what are we talking about how it what does it do how is it involved with allergies how is threat response a part of allergic response oh very interesting okay stay tuned to animal party on pet life radio does your pet's breath leave a bit or a lot to be desired You can give your pet the gift of sweeter breath and you'll get sweeter kisses with Probiora Pet. That breath is the result of harmful bacteria which lives in your pet's mouth. And that harmful bacteria can lead to serious health problems. The solution is to crowd out that bad bacteria with positive bacteria. All it takes is one scoop a day of Probiora Pet mixed into their food to replenish the good bacteria. That's it! This all-natural, no-taste, no-odor powder is the only dental care probiotic for pets which delivers beneficial bacteria which supports tooth and gum health and crowds out the bad. A healthy body starts with a healthy mouth and Probiora Pet is the best way to give your pet a healthy mouth. And our listeners get a 10% discount using PLR10 at checkout. To purchase, go to probiorahealth.com. That's probiorahealth.com. And use code PLR10 at checkout for 10% off. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello. We're back on Animal Party, Pet Life Radio, with Laura Cook, who is a healer and a nurse and a practitioner of all kinds of amazing things, including how to get you to not suffer from allergies, even allergies you've had forever, even really, really bad ones like mine were. I mean, imagine being a cat trainer who's allergic to cats. It was like a big secret, you know, and I would take all these drugs before I'd go into a house with cats and be like on limited time. I had like 59 minutes before my eyes were going to turn red and I was going to start standing sounding like this. And, and, you know, I'd have to get out of there. Oh, now I could cuddle their cats while I train them. It's fantastic. So, OK, Laura, how are you doing this? <laughs> so working with so I was, talking, I was talking about allergies and I was talking about um, the nervous system and it, our allergy and our immune system is really integrated with our nervous system. It's, it's a big part of it. Our threat response and our inflammation response are so tightly connected. And so if we have stored trauma in the body, if we have, you know, just threat in the body, that can be, you know, a part of that allergic response as well. I know when I saw you, I was working with a electro allergy, electro acupuncture machine that kind of focused with allergies, which I still have, I still have that in my clinic, I worked with it yesterday, twice, actually, with people and allergies, and work with it regularly. But now I integrate it with how I do my distant work. And and basically what, what we're looking at is a, a cellular shift in the body. So there's threat response, which says we need to attack this thing. We need to run away. We need to fight it, right? And so when we have an allergy, it's kind of like a threat response. You know what I mean there? Like, yes, need, yes. My, my body misunderstands yeah. cat hair as something really dangerous, but it's not. And it's, it's not. So what we did with you was we took that cat hair and we helped your body understand that it wasn't a threat. And, and cat your- spit and cat yeah. dander because <laughs> it was everything cat. Now I have seven yeah. cats 
and they sleep and, like by my face. It's all yeah. good. Yes, yeah. yes, it's yeah. very good. And so I'm basically communicating with your cellular information and your, you know, your RNA, your DNA, and saying to your body, um, this isn't a problem. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be threatened. We don't need to be reactive and causing inflammation to this substance. And so I do that with all forms of substances, not just, you know, cat hair. I do that with um, insulin and people. I was working with a diabetic yesterday. I do that with all kinds of hormonal issues. Okay. So, so I'm guessing, are you trying to get the diabetic to use less insulin? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it changes. That changes their, their needs. It helps their body work with the insulin better. So, so basically at a cellular level, you have a reception of the information, whatever's coming in, if it's insulin, if it's cat hair, if it's cherry blossoms, pollen, whatever's coming into the environment, if it's heavy metals, anything that's coming into the body or your body's being exposed to it, your cellular reception has to see it and then it has to respond. So you've got several different responses. We're going to flush it out. We're going to store it for later. We're going to utilize it. It's healthy. It's good for us. We're going to attack it. It's a threat, (laughs) right? So yeah, that could be wrong, right? The cellular, it's not your, you know, it's not the thing that's the problem. It's not the cat. That's the problem. It's your, how your body sees the cat, how your body sees the stuff that's coming in. And that's where we're working right, right on that cellular level. And so as a, as a distant healer, like I said, I can feel into other people's bodies. I can see. Okay. So, so I want to ask you about that. When I'm working with animals, they send me mental pictures, almost like photographs all the time. And I send them not to, if I want a dog to sit, I picture the dog in a sit position. He'll sit without me even saying sit. Okay. Constant back and forth mental pictures. Is that what you get when you ask somebody like me, what's the problem? Do you get a a cat, a picture of a cat as the problem? Or (laughs) I get a feeling in the body. Remember, we have like all these different senses, sight, taste, touch, smell, sound. We talk about sixth sense. Our sixth sense is one of those usually. So I work with this healer. He's Heisla and Shimshan, Tom Smith. I've been working with him for 10 years or more side by side. And he is a seer. So he'll see all of this stuff. I feel it. I'm a feeler. Oh, I see. Okay. So it depends on the person. So if I were to try and do this, I'd probably be a seer given what I'm having with the animals. Interesting. It's that feeler sounds more dangerous because it hurts, right? It hurts a lot sometimes. Yes. Mm. (laughs) It's not the best way to do it, but I have a very heightened sense of feel. So I can feel where the cells are. I can communicate with the cells by asking them questions and showing them certain pictures. I can feel the spirit in every organ. You know, I can feel what's going on in a body. So I had um, my best friend in Vancouver when I would stop in to see her. She had this beautiful Samoid. And every time I went over, the first place on, on that Samoid I touched, there was something going on there. So like three times I had gone to her house and her mom's like, stop touching my Samoid <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you keep finding something. And the first two times it was cancer. I said, what's this lump right here? And they looked and yeah, and they got it checked out. And it was, she's like, it's very expensive when you come over, Laura. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and then another time I touched him and he had this big spot and, and I was like, what is this hard spot? And it was like, and I pulled it apart and it was like an abscess. And somebody had hit him with a BB gun and had abscessed and he was close to being septic. 
Oh my God. Someone hit him yeah. with a BB gun. I like know. They hit that person with a BB yes. gun. Yes. And so, so this poor guy, you know, this poor dog, such with a With all that fur, nobody would even oh, yeah. notice for nobody ages. Noticed. And you got to touch big... your dogs all Laura over. Comes by, Laura day. comes by for a visit. First spot she touches to pet on this guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. Because that's what I, I feel, right? And, and what the dog is offering you also. If the yes. dog was not trusting you, it would keep that part from you. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's how it works for me. I'm, I'm very heightened and I'm very feeling. Now, if I didn't have an ability to understand my sensitivity, I'm sure like I would be diagnosed as, you know, schizophrenic or. Oh, uh, no, maybe or, something or, like, like lupus, something that just comes and goes. You got everything wrong with you, but no one knows why. Something mm -hmm. like that. I wonder how many Let's people go, yeah. with those diagnoses are actually healers who don't they're know. They're highly sensitive. Yeah highly sensitive and they're taking on. So we call that collective consciousness. So that's something that I always tell my clients, what you're feeling in your body, just try to check in and ask how much of it's yours and how much of it's not yours. And can you put that what's not yours? Can you put it down? And, and so in, in the indigenous approaches, we work with land medicine, land-based medicine, put it into the land, put it into the water, you know, connect with mother earth, What's going to help heal what you're carrying that's not yours? Well, we have to go to a break again, but I'm going to ask you when we come back from the break, what is this thing with spitting on yourself? Okay, so, <laughs> so everybody stay tuned to Animal Party <laughs> on Fat Life Radio. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> back on Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. If you've ever watched a buck or a billy goat, a male goat, they spit on themselves. But uh, Laura, Laura wanted me to spit on myself the other day, and uh, <laughs> I did. So apparently there's something to this. So I'm going to ask her, what part of the healing, why is saliva so key to this kind of healing that you do? Saliva is, well, I mean, if you watch CSI, or you've heard of it, <laughs> we know saliva has everything inside of it, all our DNA, right? You can test it for bacteria, you can see viruses in it. It's got all the information in, that's our body, our chemistry in our body is in that saliva. And so if, if you understand ancient Chinese medicine, and, we, and I work a lot with traditional Chinese medicine, they use saliva as well um, but originally they would use blood they would take a bit of blood way back when and they would use that to introduce what was going on in in the body to the outer energies of the body so working with meridians they would place the blood near the belly button another interesting thing to understand is if you've ever gone to china you might have walked by a medicine house 
and people lay outside on mats and they, they there's a little like there's a little pile of herbs that they have smoking on their belly button area so the what it is is that we can place herbs we can place allergy stuff like your salad we could place like the hair you know that you collected from saliva of animals you could place your own saliva right on your belly button area and your body's going to read that information and your body's going to help understand it now when i work at a cellular level after you've gone and licked your belly button like a good girl your your cellular information is going to kind of check in and say oh yeah like there's some pollens here that we react to and i'll say you don't need to react to that let's stop that and the cells will go okay thanks for you know clearing that miscommunication up what other miscommunications are we looking for you know we're looking for a cellular level miscommunications like seeing foods that we should be accepting and working with we are looking for viruses that aren't being attacked and flushed out of the body properly bacteria that's allowed to run rampant like candida we are looking at all these different parts um, in our chemistry and trying to get the body to respond in the proper way, whether it's flushing it out, attacking it or utilizing it properly, like nutrition, we can work with like, why is the body not, you know, utilizing all these, all this iron properly. (laughs) The saliva idea kind of reminds me a little bit when I was nursing and I read so much about babies and nursing and, and all the exchange that goes on between breast and baby mouth and how each time the baby feeds the breast recalculates what the milk should be for the next time so let's say the baby had constipation well the next time the milk will be more conducive to making things flow if the baby had diarrhea the milk will be more conducive to uh you know making things not flow the next time and all the different adjustments that you could nurse two babies which i didn't do because mine were two and a half years apart but you could hypothetically nurse two babies and just by the the biochemical feedback coming off the baby head your breast would know what type of milk to give that baby. Okay. That just blew me away. And it's so like this, right? It's so similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's this innate knowledge that's happening inside of us. Like if you think about what, like even modern medicine, modern medicine isn't really healing you. Your body is healing you. Your body is we like all medicine depends on your body's ability to know how to heal itself. Now, the way I work is I go in there and I actually say, why aren't you healing? Why aren't you working well? Let's work with the cellular information. Let's work with the brilliance within the body and the miscommunication that's happening. Why, you know, and a lot of the time, shock and trauma is the core thing we need to start with because we think of threat response. We're talking about threat response. Threat response is when everything is tight, we're holding on to, and we have anxiety, we can't breathe, our heart's beating, or we have bad circulation. That's when you know you've got threat response stuck in your body. You're not getting good blood flow. You're not going to get those nutrients where you need them. Your organs are going to be tight. So that's why I got really into threat response and understanding it. Working with allergies really connects into threat response in the body. If you have shock and trauma held in your body, you're going to have long-term health issues. And that can include allergies. 
So, you know, my biggest thing for clients is let's get you grounded. Let's get you, you know, guide you through some meditation. Let's look at where the threat's being held in your body and drop that out. And then your body is going to actually have better nutrition and flow and the self-healing capacity is going to be happening, right? Yeah. Okay. So I know we're coming to the end of the show, but I feel like there's one loose end here just, and I don't know if we have time to give it justice, but you talked about separating your pain from somebody else's. How do you do that? How do you know how to do that? Like my mom's been suffering from some problems and I was finding, I was taking, you know, I would talk to her on the phone about her treatments or her, her care, her, her situation. And of course, as soon as I hung up, I just felt terrible, but it's more than that. I was getting sick. And how do you know what's hers? What's mine? Where to draw the line? How to draw the line? How do people do that? It definitely takes time and it takes self-awareness. You take some, you know, meditation is going to help you kind of understand how much is yours, how much is not yours. It's a question you have to ask yourself all the time. Like I'm feeling this way. Is it mine? Right. And you can kind of get that sense of yes or no over practice. And literally, like, I just like say, like, act like you could pull it off your body just to be like, oh, right. I could lift this off my body, this heaviness, this pain, and I'm going to put it into the earth. Take it off your shoulders. You know, we feel for people, we do, and it doesn't make what they're going through any less, but it helps us have empathy. It helps us connect. It helps us love them. It helps us bond, but we, we have to be able to kind of say, I don't need to carry this around. I'm going to give it to the earth, give it to creator, give it to God, right? That's a way of just releasing it off of us, acknowledging that we're carrying it and releasing it off. I've seen this with animals so much. Animals take on the, so much stuff. <laughs> where the animal will literally take on the illness and die from it. You know, yes. the man yeah. suffers from heart problems. The dog gets heart problems, dies. I mean, so often the exact, exact same illness in the exact same spot on the body in the exact same yep. way. Yep. And it's just such a devoted thing that they do for us. But it doesn't help, does it? It doesn't make the man better. No, it's survival. Usually we take on our parents stuff when we're children and animals will do the same for their caretakers, because if those caretakers fall apart, those dependents are, what are they going to do? So it's a natural thing that happens all through nature for sure. Well, Laura, we've come to the end of the show. Can you tell people again, how they can reach you if they want help with their, their allergies or their pain or their trauma? Sure. We have, I've got, well, I've got Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Way Clinic is the, the call, W-A-Y Clinic. Wayclinic.com is the website. Laura at wayclinic.com is my email. 250-643-3441 is my Canadian phone number. If you'd like to be done with your allergy medicine, then that's the way to go. Because I am so much happier now. I like spring again. You know, I used to hate spring. I'd see those cherry trees and I, I used to imagine, you know, someone catching me with a chainsaw, chopping down all the cherry trees and, you know, getting in trouble, going to jail. Mm-hmm. And for you, it's been 10 years or so. It's a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It it's works. fantastic. It works really well. It totally does. Okay, everybody. Thank you for joining us, Laura. From me and Laura and Animal Party and Pet Life Radio, be good to your animals. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.